Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. Coming at you from the BMW International here in Cologne, we are here with Mr. Steven Jaeger. Steven, you are you're from Germany, but you're not from this area. Does this feel like a homecoming being here? It does. I mean, you know, I don't get to go to Germany very often. Um, I go maybe once a year for Christmas, see my family and stuff. But um, I've never been in this area, so it's kind of new to me and. Um, looking at the cathedral behind us here, it's pre- it's a pretty cool spot, and golf course is great. Um, it was tough today, but no, it's it's great to be here. Great to be home. How much of a wrinkle is this in your in your schedule to come <laughs> over to pop over here to play for one week? Well, you know, good thing is we're playing on the East Coast next week. So, uh, you know, if it was across to all the way to West Coast, it kind of would be a long, long uh, haul back. But you know, we're in D.C. next week, and um, you know, I can sleep pretty well. In- planes so i i'll just you know i'll just pop a couple of glasses of wine and i'm out for you know six or seven hours and i'm i'm fine so it, it shouldn't be too much of a hassle going west is the easy part yes yes yeah well because you just wake up early yeah. so you just you're up at five and um you get a you know, couple couple glasses you know a couple cups of coffee and you're you're ready to go well, I think this this whole trip has been one giant kind of learning experience for us about mm-hmm. golf in Germany. We're mm-hmm. curious as to what your what your background in the game is growing up here and how you ended up in the States <clears throat> and then just in general kind of what golf is like in Germany. Well, and, and did you pass the golf test? Yeah. Yes. You learn this. about that. Okay. Yes. Phil, um, you got to fill people we in on that. We're kind of mortified is. by it. So, um, yeah, so we have to – you have to have a test on a uh, – I'm gonna say like on a short course or even on a on a long course. Uh, I think you're you're accompanied by a PGA professional. I'm guessing. I did it so many years ago. I don't can't remember, but you have to shoot a cer- certain score to be allowed on the golf course by yourself, which is so German. It's it's not even funny. You know, you're you're just you know there's a there's a regulations for everything. But um, no, I you know it's it's. I grew up very close to the golf course. I mean, we're, you know, half a mile from the golf course where my parents live. And uh, they played some golf. And um, I was always somebody that, you know, I was driving the carts when, you know, I was five years, six years old and and vacation and stuff. And my sister played. And it's just, you know, once you kind of see your parents playing and your sister playing it, and, you you know, I want to try this out. And uh, it was fun. I played, you know. Played some golf on the weekends. Played with my family, and but most of the time, I, you know, played other other sports. You know, soccer and and you know the big sports here in Germany are probably soccer and you know maybe tennis, ice hockey in the winter. Um, so it wasn't in the front of my mind until I was probably 13, 14, and I got pretty good pretty quick. You know, as the kids do, and um, yeah, it's you know it's it's. It's viewed a little different here than it is in the states. How so? Um, because you're you're even in Europe, it's more of a sport. So we do, you know, in Germany especially, you you play it, and you you want to get better. You wanna 
you know, you want to take lessons and you want to, you know, practice and you want to, you know, compete in, in tournaments, local tournaments. And in the States, you just get drunk and play nine holes with your buddies. <laughs> I mean, really is. I, the, most of the, most of the uh, you know, public courses in Chattanooga, they, they give you a six-pack when you buy a round, which, I mean, that, that just shows you. And I don't think I've ever seen anybody drink anything but water or, like, electrolyte drinks on, in Germany <laughs> when they were playing golf because they, you know, want to stay focused and you want to, you know, stay, you know, ahead of the game and, you, you know, all that stuff. So it's it's taken a little differently. Um, I think it's probably just a culture. Um, but more people play golf in, in, in America. And I think the fun part about, you know, we'll just play with our buddies and, and, and have a couple of beers and have some fun and, Listen to music. I've never listened to music in Germany, and I think you would get, you know, yelled at from every group around <laughs> you. Hey, turn the music off or whatever. But yeah, it, it's definitely a different mindset on it. I think it's probably just how we are as Germans and how kind of laid back Americans are. Um, yeah, because you, you referenced earlier just kind of when you said that the golf test is like the most German thing ever. So oh, it is. what do you mean by that for people that have never been to Germany before? It's just very, very regulated, very, you know, planned. Uh, everything's got to have a test. I mean, our driving test um, kind of, you know, going from BMW takes like six months. You have to have like a certain amount of hours on the road. Then you have to have at least six hours on Audubon. You have to have six hours at night. You have to have six hours in the rain. You have to have, you know, you have a you know, well, minimum it of... It certainly shows. Because <laughs> everybody, well, I mean, everybody if you're knows driving, how to drive over If you're driving 150 miles an hour, yeah. you better kind of know what to do. It's been a, it's been a pleasure to yes, drive over here. Yes, Everybody turn, you know, when you're overtaking somebody on Audubon in the left lane, you get back over in the right. There's no cars staying in the left lane and mm-hmm. waiting for somebody to flash the lights at you because they will and put the blinker on and all kinds of stuff. But it's just very, <clears throat> very organized. And that's not a bad thing necessarily. I mean, you know, very, very efficient and very, you know, planned and, 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 and smart in that way. Um, but that kind of, you know, putting that in golf, it's tough sometimes yeah. because it's such a mental sport that you're, you know, You've got to be a little free, and you've got to be, you know, kind of laid back. Otherwise, it's just miserable. Not everything always goes according to plan. No, not in golf. My favorite, one of my favorite things, my friend that used to live in Munich, he was telling me how he crossed the street once when Mm -hmm. there was no cars coming, but Mm -hmm. he didn't have the green light to do it, and he got yelled at by another person because he was potentially going to teach young kids the wrong thing. And I watched people, we were were just, I know Bavaria is different than the Cologne area, but we watched the people just stand there at a red light oh, when yeah. just not crossing the street despite oh, yeah. no cars oh, coming. Yeah. It's a rules-based it's, society. It really is. I, I think, you know, and, and older people are not afraid to kind of be like, hey, listen, you youngin, let's, yeah. hey, you don't do this. Because yeah. if a kid sees it, he runs over the road. I mean, it makes sense, but in the you know big picture, you know, chill. Right. So what was <laughs> you know? what was that had you you came over to the states and went to went to for high school, correct? Yeah, when you were an exchange yeah. student, had you been to the states before that? So yeah, I mean my my dad used to own a traveling agency back in the day, so we traveled all over the place. We you know, we kind of did the touristy Grand Canyon, uh did a little, you know, kind of rented a car and drove around that area a little bit and um but never really, you know, southeast part you know you go to florida when you're from germany you go to maybe california but 
Tennessee's not really. It's different. It's different. But I, not a know, whole lot of Americans. In I, Tennessee. I, love, I love Tennessee. Yeah, I yeah. love it. I really do. The the people are so nice. Um, the landscape is unbelievable. You know, you go to the Smoky Mountains, you go all that. It's 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 incredible, and I just kind of fell in love with it. And um, yeah, it was just gonna be for a year, and ended up being I think I'm my twelfth year. So it's been a while. So I'm trying to place your accent. Like I, I knew that you were from uh, it's Germany. German. It's, German American. <laughs> yeah, it's German, it's German, Southern American. Yeah, yeah, not American. It's German Tennessee for sure. Yeah, um, got a little bit of Tennessee coming out yes, every now and yes, then. Yes, yes, a little bit of German coming out when the, the more drunk I get and or tired. Um, but it's I can hide it pretty well. Um, normally the German accent you've heard of this week is it's pretty strong. Uh, you can, I mean, I can tell, I can tell a German accent across, you know, from a mile away. Oh, like that guy's German. I can actually, see, actually see a person how they're dressed. I'm like, oh, he's German, hundred percent. Really? Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. It's, it's, you can notice it very easily if you know what you're looking for. What's the difference really between like Bavaria, Southern Germany, and like the rest of Germany? Correct? Because Bavarians kind of identify themselves. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for that one. That Touche. No. Yeah. Um, so. It's, you know, we've got the Alps, which, you know, for a lot of the Bavarian, you know, you grew up, you go skiing, um, you go out and play ice hockey. It gets pretty cold. It gets a lot of snow. But we're very influenced by the, Aust- you know, Austria and Switzerland. They're very similar in accent-wise. Um, food-wise is pretty similar. Um, but, you know... We're probably the most laid back. If you look at the whole Germany, the most laid back people, um, Bavarians. I mean, they're you know you're still you know Munich's a different part because Munich's very metropolitan, pretty happening. You know, a lot of businesses there, so you've got a wide variety there. But um, you know, the more north you get, the more proper the the proper the language gets. um, You know, the proper you know all those things kind of get. And the Bavarians, I mean, you've seen, I don't know if you've seen any Lederhosen or, or, or outfits, you know, we, Do we party. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Oktoberfest. That is, yes. th- without a doubt, the we party. probably the craziest party I think I've ever been to. Uh, I think it's, it's definitely the top two or three that I've ever been on. I mean, it's, it's, for me, it's Vegas and Oktoberfest and, in two completely different worlds. Yeah. But it's it's pretty crazy. It definitely is. Um, I hadn't been in a couple of years, but uh, I left when I was seventeen, so I couldn't really go before. Um, but it's probably a good thing, I would say. <laughs> where uh, where do you play most of your golf in Chattanooga? Uh, two golf courses. I, I I'm two uh, members of two courses: the Country Club, Chattanooga Country Club, and Council Fire. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the two main private golf courses that I've joined when I'm when I'm kind of got on tour and stuff and. Um, Love them. Uh, Country Club is is you know old school kind of short. I don't know if you you know when you guys were in Chattanooga played it or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw you dinner one night. You were very close to the Country Club. I mean, you could probably hit seven iron over there. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Um, very very close to that Tremont Tavern uh, Burger Place. That, that place was great. Other. It was good. Yeah. Um, but no, it's those two golf courses. Counts Fire. They changed the greens a couple of years ago. Um, very very pure. Uh, greens at all times golf courses in great shape um and most of the practice i do is is the utc facility they um you know they 
they built that maybe three or four years ago and except that the team it's just me out there which is great because <laughs> i can hit balls nobody bothers me i can just get my stuff done and leave which it's a really good setup for me i love it and i don't think i'll be leaving anytime soon so when you were looking at going to schools did you look at going anywhere else besides utc <clears throat> or did you just like chattanooga that much and just, well just so when when so i was only in chattanooga for two years before college mm-hmm. so as a junior you don't get i mean everybody every big school is already recruited freshmen and sophomore sophomores so as a junior you're kind of behind the a ball a little bit because you're you know, you kind of still pro- trying to prove you- yourself in front of college coaches and, you know, at state and all that stuff. You, you're, they don't know who you are. I mean, nobody mm-hmm. really knows who you are. And um, that actually, that second year helped that I stayed a second year at Baylor school there in Chattanooga. And um, I had probably two more offers. I think Kentucky and Virginia were the two next that, that I could have gone to. Um, and I think, I was scared of Virginia because I heard it was kind of hard, <laughs> kind of like for smart people. And I had the, I had the hardest time in at Baylor school already. It was it was just, you know. Well, so for, so at Baylor, I mean, did did you guys have like the best high school golf team in the in the country in the history? Of well, the so it was funny because we played this McDonald's event every year, and we there was one school that we that that could compete with us. It was Edmund North, and I don't know if you've known any, any of the guys that played at Edmund like North. Kevin Tway. And, Kevin Tway, yeah. Will Crop, Ben Klaus, who played at Vandy. Um, I, I can't remember other a couple guys, but there were, those were the only guys that could compete with us. I mean, we won state, but So who else was on 40. your team? Uh, Harris was a senior. Harris English was a senior when I was a junior. Um, and then, um, Keith, who's on tour, Keith Mitchell, he was a freshman when I was, uh, when I was a junior, <clears throat> um, Jay Vanderrenner, he played at Tennessee. He, um, he, he was on the same team, Ryan Thornton, who played at Vandy, same team. So I think our top seven all went to division one college. And Luke list was a little bit before Well, you. Luke was older than us. Okay. I mean, Luke's probably, uh, four years older than, okay. uh, than Harris. So I think he only played with Harris for a year maybe, okay. but, uh, yeah, we had a, we had a, we strong. caught, we probably at the time could have beat UTC in a, in a match just because, you know, <laughs> they're just getting to the point where they're getting good. Uh, yeah, I would have loved to seen it, but, um, you know, we're also, juniors in high school so you can't yeah. really compare that to college golf sure. you play 6500 yard golf courses and 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 you know you know it's it's different but we had a really stacked high school team for sure a quick break to again remind you guys about the incredible magazine that our friends from callaway golf sent over uh, they collaborated with whalebone magazine which is an award-winning quarterly publication an authentic lifestyle brand based out of New York. Uh, They produce what they're calling the golf issue, and it is not your typical golf magazine. It's filled with some of the most creative, uh, artistic, and approachable spreads that you can imagine seeing in a golf publication. 
of, of special note is the behind-the-scenes look at renowned sports photographer Walter Yost's favorite golf photographs and the stories behind them. Even uh, Michelle Wee contributed in the Rad Girls of Golf spread, which is a look at a few junior girls already taking the game by storm. There's a surprise every time you turn the page, and I'm not exactly sure what kind of paper they use, but uh, that even adds to the experience, the amazing texture of the, of the paper and of the magazine. So it's a special edition book and has massive coffee table appeal. To get your copy, go to shopwhalebone.com. Click on the golf category. They won't last long, so please do go quickly. They've also got some limited edition gear in there, the custom OGO stand bags, and some sandblasted Mac Daddy 4 wedges stamped by the master himself, Anthony Toronto. So go to shop.whalebone.com, pick up the golf issue and some merchandise as well. Now let's get back to our podcast with Steven Yeager. I think he was, we were, uh, when he was asking about golf course in Tennessee, he was dying for you to get your input on Sweden's Cove. I figured I, he's Germany. There's there's not enough rules there for him. <laughs> yeah, drive anywhere he goes, you he want. He goes there and he just freaks out. Yeah. Yeah. This is madness. Yeah. What are you guys doing? Well, I don't have to rake this bunker. Okay, <laughs> fine. Um, I like Sweetens. I really do. Um, it's a great, it's a great gambling golf course. Exactly. Because there's yeah. so many birdies and there's so many. I mean, so much crazy stuff going on. Um, I don't think I would like to play in a tournament, but for gambling purposes, it's awesome because you can, you know, I wish they would put two pins on the greens. I've told the guys out there, oh. but they want to keep it as a nine-hole guy. I get it. You know, that's what they're, you know, kind of, you know, supporting. But I think the greens are big enough to put two green f- flags for on sure. there. Yeah. and. You wouldn't even see the other flag. I mean, the greens are so massive and they're so, you know, undulated that you could play 18 holes easy and to make it two different golf golf courses. But I think it's a cool little track, um, and it's you know, it's just one of those. There's no, there's a what's how big is the sign? Maybe <laughs> two feet it's by three, one foot. Three pieces of barn wood, yes. I think. Yeah, and um, you know, no clubhouse, and it's just. It's just got a cool vibe to it, and um, you know we don't really go that often, just because when I'm home, I just you know I practice and go to my places, and then I drive 40, 45 minutes mm-hmm. to you know to Sweetens, but it's a really cool spot, and I think they've done well with it there. And um, it's crazy how much good golf there is in Chattanooga. It really is. It really and is. I mean, you know, you got the area. honors as well. That mm-hmm. that's you know always top hundred in in, in the states every year. Um, Black Rock, Black, Black Creek, Creek. Black yeah. Creek. Yeah. And then the farm. It does have some Black time. Rocks in it, though. I don't know if you've played it, but um, Lookout Mountain. You look out Mountain. Yeah. God, that place drives you nuts. I don't know if you have somebody that that plays there all the time, but I remember the second green of Lookout Mountain. I think it goes like it goes uphill towards the back right, but everything's downhill. So you're like, yeah, I'll hit this a little harder off the green long. I mean, it's just because it's on a mountain. It's just kind of crazy, but it's, it's good, man. But what we don't have is good public courses, really. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we have a lot of really good private courses around. Even the farm in Dalton is, is pure. Oh, it's always Awesome. <laughs> and, um, it's, it's a lot of good golf, around Chattanooga and within an hour, mm. which is which is fantastic. So, Well, you mentioned uh, with Sweden, you know, it's a good gambling mm-hmm. course, wouldn't want to play a tournament. What makes a good tournament course for you, or what's what's the difference? I think 
I think if if you would have to put the green, if you would have to make the greens tournament speed at Sweetens, I think it would get too it's crazy. It's not pinnable. And, yeah, yeah. You, you have three pins on a on a on a you know huge green. Mm-hmm. You know, if I if I think of you know number three, right. You, the front whole left front part of the green is unusable if you're if you're rolling twelve right, which is the best part with that tree. Which is the and, yeah. you know the greatest part of that green, but you have to have it rolling a nine yeah. or ten. Seven's the same way. Exactly yeah. same way. So I think it would make the greens a lot smaller, and it wouldn't you know have all those runoffs in play because you couldn't put the pins there. Right. Seven's the same. I mean, you, like you just said, it's there's really only a few pins if the greens are fast, but you can sneak him on the corners when the greens are rolling, you know, eight or nine. Um, but I think for tournament speed, it would, it would just eliminate a lot of the cool stuff that's going on there. Yeah. I think it's just a perfect glimpse into how different tournament golf is from oh. everything else that we all play. Anybody 100%. else listen to this and 100%. whatnot. I mean, it's, it's just a totally different vibe. And I, I feel like that gap is just getting bigger and bigger out there. Well, it's, it's, you know, when you play, a little bit of a funky golf course or you know some funky dog legs or you know some stuff in private oh it's awesome man let me just try to you know hit this over there or try to drive the green but when you're a tournament golf course you know when playing a tournament it's it's a totally different ball game where hey where do i have the best spot to hit the next shot from or where do i putt from next or what do i need to you know avoid to you know have a good shot and they you know it's it's just a lot more thinking involved um is that even more stroke play versus match play kind of the same similar thoughts to go into around the golf yeah i mean i think we 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 don't play a lot of match play um so it's it's tough to kind of wrap your mind around it but yeah i think if you play match play you play a lot of more you know golf courses a lot, lot more aggressively because if you you know hit one in the water or out of bounds you're like okay oh, you can have that hole well, let's go to the next so right. It's it's just kind of um, it is what it is. I think that the more the more funky the golf course is, the less tournament I think value it has because it's just when it gets firm and it gets fast, the roughs up and the greens are fast. It gets you know to the point. I mean, you look at Shinnecock. It's the greens are almost almost too aggressive. I mean, you look at the 18th green of Shinnecock. You the guys hitting driver four iron. And you know half of the green really slopes off the. I don't know. Uh, it, it just uh, it's an old golf course that's not meant to played, uh, meant to be played for greens that are rolling thirteen. That's just how it is. Yeah. It's the same with Oakmont. That's why they're so hard. Yeah. Because the greens are not built to have balls run. You know greens run the twelve thirteen and a half. You know it's it's just not it's not built for that. Did you watch a lot of the U.S. Open? I did, and uh, I tried to qualify, and I was kind of glad I didn't make it. <laughs> um, Which sites did you play at? I played in Atlanta, so I, I, I made it through in Atlanta last yeah. year. Last year at Hawks Ridge, okay. and then this year it was in Sitting Down Creek, which is a great track. Oh, I love that place. Like really Small tough greens, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think two, one under made in a playoff. Wow. So um, it was uh, it wasn't really that windy either. It was it was a good spot to be and. Um, it just, it fit with me, you know, going to Atlanta real quick and, you know, on the way to Memphis, it, it, it worked out. And, um, I've, I've made it through twice the U S open on smaller sites to where, you know, there's maybe 40 guys, couple spots. And, um, so you yeah. played 15 and 17, you played 
2015 and 2017? No, I played uh, Chambers and Aaron Hills, yeah. which was... 15, 17. Oh, that was... Yeah. Oh, what, what year did I miss? I can't Oakmore remember. Was Oakmore. Oakmore was 16? Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. That's You're right. Yeah. Those are the two I played. Um, kind of disappointed with those two. That's a tough draw of the, over the last 10 years. Yeah. yeah those are, those miss Oakmore and yeah. Shinnecock. Way to go, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Play, uh, play Chambers with... Cauliflower greens and uh, Aaron Hills. That's just—I mean, it's Aaron Hills. It's if you can play it from eight thousand yards, I don't. It, right. That, that's not yeah. a golf course to me. So, um, what's the best part of your game? Right now, I put it really good today. So I would say that. No, I, I'm normally a pretty good inside. You know, probably one twenty, one thirty. You know, pretty good chipper, pretty good putter normally, um, and. Uh, yeah, I get my iron game and driver game in the play. I, 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 I can do pretty good. Um, this week's tough because it's you know it's really narrow, roughs up. So if you don't hit it great, you've got to really, really you know scramble to make pars or even you mm-hmm. know birdies and stuff. So uh, I would say the short, the shorter stuff is probably my expertise. Well, I was gonna say like um, really looking at your success on the web <clears> tour, <throat> it's been you know, you've played some. You've played well at a variety of different courses. It, that's I mean, the weird can, part. You yeah. can do some good, some damage with good wedge play on the wedge.com tour. The wedge.com. Yeah, I was gonna say it, but I didn't. Yeah, I didn't want to. I said it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's, and I was somebody asked me the other day about you know what's different between the two courses or two you know setups, and I said that the, really the biggest difference is the golf courses. First of all, they're firmer, and you. If you miss a green, the chances of you getting it up and down are very way smaller, because the runoffs are uh, are tougher, the rough is thicker, the greens are firmer and faster. So you're gonna have you're gonna have you know quite a hard time getting the balls up and down, and you're coming in with a seven iron compared to gap wedge. So you know for me, I'm gonna miss a lot, hell a lot more greens with a seven iron and a gap wedge so that adjustment's been kind of tough because you know i could you know i could rely on a wedge game and and get it on the green and and putt well and do well and um you know it it, it's kind of you know i felt lately that i just can't get in a roll because you know having five irons and six irons you you've got to be so precise out there that that you don't have enough birdie opportunities and then you know and you start it's pressing just, you're yeah. just pressing it and you're missing yeah. the wrong spot and it's the wrong spot on tours bogey there's no if you're in the wrong spot on the pga tour you cannot make par you're making a 20 footer par maybe so um it's a lot different um than the web in that sense but you know for instance knoxville was really firm but mm-hmm. i had four drivers in knoxville wow and on on tour you hit 10 mm-hmm. you know so um it's just an adjustment period i think you just kind of you you kind of shift your focus from one part of the game a little bit and say hey you know i do need to get better with my mid irons you know let's say nine to six where you're that's you your scoring clubs really on tour so um it's adjustment period i think a lot of the guys kind of go through it and i th- 
I think I've well, kind then getting of, consistent starts along the way during that whole process yeah, too yeah, is, yeah. is yeah. What's that been like? I mean, what, what's your what is your current status for people at home don't know, and how often are you getting in events versus you know what are the best times of year for you and and whatnot? This this stretch coming up for us is is pretty much the biggest for the guys that haven't really done as well as they want to because all the big guys are taking off between majors between WGCs and and I mean they have let's say they have three ma- or two majors left I think three or two WGCs might be three right Just, uh, no maybe two two, 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 two more throughout the year two, and then playoffs playoffs so, yeah. so you've got in two and a half months yeah. they've got you know yeah, Six, a, seven events. I mean, techni- technically, there's three majors left with the John. Well, the John Deere. Deere, yeah, yeah. John, it's a, it's a huge event. Um, well, for us it is because you're, you're, yeah. Yeah. oh, dude, we I love the John. We unironically love the John Deere Classic. Dude, yeah, I, I, call it the fifth major. It's it's <laughs> the next two two months are really important for those guys, and I think um, we'll get probably in all of them. Um, I was I'm kind of close in, on the national next week. I think I'm. Th- three in or something but for the rest of the season Greenbar, john deere barbersaw um you, you play know, every Reno, event that you're in uh, i'm playing yeah. every single event that i can tee up on um pga is the only one that i probably won't get in depending on my play um but there is there is an event that week so you gotta PGA. come out just firing in the fall series well, you've get, you've got a fire in the fall series, and in then order to get into the Florida tournaments, RIP to the fall series. Oh, oh, that's true. Whatever. Yeah. Then, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. wrap around whatever we're calling it. And you know. then you got a fire in the West Coast. Yeah, and that gives you in the Florida events. Honestly, just play consistently. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not gonna be up there every week, but you've got to, you know, every once in a while, in every major, you know, area we play in the states, you got to get hot. And I haven't done that. I haven't done that this year. 2018's been kind of sobering. Um, the fall's been actually the, the fall was good. I, I actually played pretty decent in the fall. Played good in Vegas. Played decent in Sea Island. Um, but it's just 2018 hasn't really gone to the you know the good start. I, I, I seem to kind of lose it every December. I don't know what happens. Um, but uh, no, I, I, we've got a lot of tournaments left. That, you know, kind of just flip flip a switch and and get going get going on the weekend and and have a chance on sunday and um i'll take my chances from there for sure. probably the most variety on the whole schedule coming yeah. up too yeah a yeah, lot you, of band stuff i like yeah. i like that yeah. stuff. <laughs> when you when you play i know it changes every week obviously yeah. but on average how many how many wedges would you say you have in on the web.com tour to, to par fours you know versus the pga tour uh it depends what you play you play yeah, yeah. tour national zero right um uh it's I would say probably you would probably have inside forty a hundred and forty yards you probably have six. Yeah. Um seven maybe. PGA Tour two. Yeah. Um yeah. but And how long are you I mean compared to you know the rest of the tour? Very long. Yeah? No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, was, uh, I think we have some news for you. I was like, you. wow, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Not, what I, not what I thought, but uh, yeah. I, I believe And Steven gets drug tested the next four yeah. weeks. Listen, I've been drug tested three times this year, so I'm doing something. That's what happens when you win four times in 36 then, months. Then they're, they're thinking I'm doing something. Yeah. I, haven't, I haven't made a cut in seven weeks, but sure, drug test me. Um, no, 
I'm probably a little bit above average, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you have a lot, like I said, the misses are a lot more penalizing. So you're you're making a lot more bogeys if you don't hit it in the right spot. Right. So I think that's the main part. I don't think the wedges are necessarily the big, you know, the big change. I think the misses and the and the you know the the difficulty of the the up and down that you have right. are are the biggest changes. Because you know on the web you play most of the times you don't really play that firm. The greens that fast. The rough that high. So. It's. I think it's a combination of a few things, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I think it's you know adjustment period of also getting comfortable, getting you know kind of seeing you. I mean, I haven't seen any of these golf courses on tour, so mm-hmm. right. and those guys have been out there for you know I don't know. 15, yeah, a lot of 20 10, 15, years. Yeah, exactly. You know, so uh, they've played those places 12, 20 times. You right. know, so um, excuses, but <laughs> I think. You know, um, like I said, it's it's just part of the deal. Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. We'll keep on going. So I want to hear about. So you you, we talked about you know your status and in getting into mm-hmm. PGA Tour mm-hmm. events. You pop over to Knoxville a few weeks ago yeah. to play to play a web event. What what was the opposite event that week on the PGA uh, Tour? Players, players. So mm-hmm. you weren't in the players. Just went down to play to get a rep. I mean, I imagine the Tennessee location played into. So that. yeah, so I I played Charlotte the week before, and I actually. I kind of felt something in Charlotte that I was like, ah, I missed a cut in Charlotte. Um, crazy story happened there on Friday. And if y'all want to get into that, I'll be happy to tell you a story. You got a crazy but any- story, go. But, yeah. but anyways, I, um, I, I was like, yada no, yada yada. I won. Back yada to the crazy yada story. yada. <laughs> yeah. What's the story you told me about? Um, Long story short, I, I was like, dude, I can stay in my house. It's an hour and 10 minutes. I'll drive back and forth. I won't show up till Thursday morning, really. <laughs> I've played the golf course 10 times. Um, so I went up, played nine holes on Monday um, with a buddy of mine that caddied for me for the week because it, it just, I was like, dude, don't worry more about this Knoxville deal. I just, you know, I have my buddy caddy. It's no big deal. And drove back and forth every day. Stayed Thursday night because I had a seven o'clock tea time on Friday. But um, honestly, that I didn't really play that good the first two days. I think I was three under, maybe two under. Um, and I would already missed the cut on the PGA Tour. I would have missed the cut a hundred percent with the way I played the first two rounds. I would have missed the cut. I wouldn't have the chance on the weekend. And I got home and on Friday afternoon, I, I hit some balls on range and something kind of you know just kind of clicked. Found a secret. I didn't find a secret. I wish I, wish I did. But um, uh, temporary. You borrowed the secret. I borrowed it until I lost it again. A couple of days later. Um, no, I, and I played really good on the weekend. You know, I, I was putting well that week. You know, putting really good. And my wedges kind of getting closer and closer. And I just kind of killed it on the weekend. And um, sixty four, sixty four. Ended I'll up. Get, I'll yeah, get a ton. You know, ended up winning. I don't know what how many I won by. I think three. Um, and it was, it was awesome, dude. I mean, you know, you go there and you're like, Oh, it's just, I'll play for the week. Just kind of get a rep, get some momentum. Um, I don't think the guys like that very much <laughs> because man, this guy from freaking PGA who comes down there and some bitch takes Well, the only money. thing that, that, that are you going to play the have... Tennessee state open this year? <laughs> Sorry, Ben. Sorry, Ben. <laughs> the only thing that should make him feel Missed better the entry is deadline. that 
Sung JM came in second. Yes. He's been winning everything this year anyway. I know, so poor guy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel bad for him. <laughs> exactly. So what's the crazy story from Wells Fargo? So I'm on um, – I teed off on the on the front on Friday, and I'm around the cut nine. I think I'm one over or one under or something. And I play the short par four, the fifth, 14th with the water on the left. Yep. And um, pin was all the way in the back. So I went off the left. I was like, dude, I'll lay up. I'll get a wedge there. And, you know, I've got 15, pretty easy par five. And, you know, get something going and, and, and sneak in the weekend there. And, and I pulled my three iron and I hit it just left of that bunker and hit pretty hard and went towards the water there. And I was like, shit. You know, go up there and the the volunteer goes up oh yeah so he hit next to the bunker and it shot left into the hazard i said okay well did you see go in the water and she was like yeah yeah it's in the hazard i was like okay um sure i don't walk around 50 yards around and see if it's in the hazard if she says it's in the hazard oh yeah you're you know where i'm going yeah so i drop hit it on the green um walk you know walk past the bunker towards the green and look left and there's my ball sitting in the grass in the hazard totally playable (laughs) guys i think i I was this close to a mental breakdown at that point you know you've missed five cuts in a row (laughs) and you're you know you're also you're already on the edge and this lady tells me it's in the hazard and obviously i mean it's my fault i should have freaking looked and got up there and you know see my ball but you trust those volunteers to help you out and whatever. And I lost it. I mean, I lost it. I think I yelled at this lady for a solid three minutes oh, no. across the fairway. I had the rules official come, you know, ask him, like, listen, she told me this or whatever. Sluggers playing mediator. Oh, my God. I lost it. <laughs> I lost it. I felt so bad because at the moment, dude, I was right. so mad. You know, because it's not a Saturday or a Sunday. You know, it's crunch time. It's Friday afternoon. So you're, you know, you're already on the edge if you're on, on the cut line. And uh, I felt bad. I apologize and stuff. But um, I'm sure she's listening to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure she is. Yeah, I think she's probably And if she's listening, you. I don't know your name, but I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, in the moment, it was just not the right thing to tell me that it is in the hazard. And it was in the hazard, but it was on grass. It's so. almost like the PGA Tour volunteers maybe aren't the best trained and the best people at r- no r- comment <laughs> <laughs> so is this is this the longest you've ever been into an interview without somebody bringing up the 58 yeah absolutely <laughs> so you guys is that the next that's it we're out of questions <laughs> <laughs> so you shot 58 two yeah. years ago yeah, what, was, How, that what like? was that like <laughs> well i was blackout so. I, I don't know where to start with the have, have you always that. just Blacked out. I mean, the sixty-four, sixty-four is kind of the same. Yeah, you know, same. The same thing. as a fifty-eight. I, mean, I don't well, know. Well, no. I mean, you, you know what I'm saying. It's, it's um, a certain kind of blackout. If I feel that it takes, really right? good, and that's why I think the records kind of show once I get in contention and 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 can I get close to the lead? I don't know what it is. It just all all my worries and all the other stuff that's there when I'm playing. You know, when I'm playing on on Thursday, Friday, and you're just kind of like, oh, what do I have this week? What, you know, what we got? And like, I don't want to hit it in there. All gone. I just, you see one thing. You see the fairway. You see the green. You see, but it's awesome. It really is. I'd love to get there more often um, than, you know, a few times a year. Um, what was the lowest you'd shot 
prior. Before? Yeah, tournament or non-tournament. So I shot 62 one time um, with a buddy of mine. It wasn't a tournament. I think the lowest I shot before that was 63 in a in a junior tournament or and, and when I played in college. So um wasn't even close. I mean, I, I was never at like 60 or 61. <laughs> I had a putt at it or nothing. So, um, you know, it's – I feel really comfortable when I get on those runs – and um just happen my, to start at the right part of the round you know the, the first hole instead of the 14th well hole or i like didn't that, really know? so when i started i parred the, i missed a 10 footer on the first <laughs> should and, have been 57 well <laughs> you left a couple out there I that's did. what we're gonna get yeah, to <laughs> i mean let's let's be serious i left a few out there but no I, you know i was a birdie to second hitting the bunker on the par three in the next up and down so i was one under through three nothing crazy Birdied the next, birdied the next, birdied the next, part 18. So I'm six under, you know, through nine holes, which is... Did you play the back nine first or the front nine? Yeah, the back back nine. Um, I think the kind of thing that got going was 18. I had like a 10-foot of a par. I had a shitty chip and uh, made that. And, you know, you shoot 29 sometimes. It's it's great, but kind of backing it up. Yeah, trust, you're preaching to the choir here, man. So... Yeah, uh, yeah, you guys do that all the time. Look, we know. It's a bit um, dull, even. (laughs) I make three birdies in a row. Michael Arnold shot 27, 28 at Greenville. Yeah. 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 That's balling. Jesus. I mean, I shot 29. That was straight up demoralizing. Yeah, that's what these guys were playing in the pro-am portion. Did you play with them? No, no, but we just saw... They were scoreboard watching, though. I don't even think it's that easy, the front nine. Is it? Front nine is is the most – it's par 35 with two par fives, right? No, so, uh, yeah, and and three par threes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, think, think, it's, I think it's uh, – Three's hard. Three's a – yeah, three's not easy. Yeah. Eight's hard. It was Nine's so kind of hard, though, too. I mean oh, – yeah. <laughs> it totally explains 27. Yeah, yeah. Chano so shot, shot 55. Chano shot He shot 55 with a bogey. Yeah, I know. That's the craziest part. <laughs> yeah, the but 27 had a bogey, wasn't it? Or the 28? 28, 8, 28 okay. had a bogey, yeah. That's um, phenomenal. Yeah, that's good playing. It really is. But uh, <laughs> So, like, at what point – like, at what do you realize at some point that – so, all right, so you were you were 6 under through 9. Yeah. And then – Birdie 1, 2, th- one, two. You so yeah, eight under. You part a par five then. Uh, three putted. Oh my god. <laughs> three putted. And then you birdie the next three. So then you are eleven under with three to play. Yes, and, and I hit a awesome shot on seven. Uh, it's kind of this uphill um, par four, and I hit nine iron. And all the whole left side kind of slopes towards the pin, and I hit it right where I was looking. I was like, oh my god, hold it. I was like, I'm so black out, I'll just hold the second <laughs> shot. And it stayed on top of the ridge, like there on, on, on the fairway or I guess fringe. And I had it actually pretty hard up and down. Um, I kind of putted it kind of through some fringe and down to the left. And um, next hole, I hit a good drive and I hit a wedge like 40 feet short, short of the slope. Pretty severe slope uphill. And I never really, I mean, I. You know, you get nervous, but I was never really that nervous. And then when I saw, who was it? I think it was Mark Silvers and two other guys were on seven tee box. When I was in eight green, it's very close. And there was a scoreboard right behind eight. And <clears throat> they're all staring at me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, I guess I'm doing pretty good. Who were you um, playing with? I was playing with Nate Lashley. 
and Diego Velasquez. Okay. And and were they kind of giving you like the the silent or the uh, Dude, perfect we're game? Talking on the fairway. Okay, yeah. so they're just acting like everything's. I don't normal. get that whole silent, don't talk to the <laughs> pitcher kind of deal. Yeah. yeah. That would make me way more nervous. For sure. Because I'd be thinking exa- about it. You knew exactly what your score was. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, okay. I was. But like them waiting on me to putt from like fifty yards away was like. Guys. Okay, let me just you know. So I hit it up there, pretty close. It was like you know, a couple inches close, and um, and then we get to nine, and it's just par five, and this bunker comes kind of comes in the fairway at three hundred yards, and if you hit a good drive, you can get there in two for sure. Kind of goes downhill, and you get you know you can hit three or four on in. And I look at Fleener, and I was like, dude, I, I'm not hitting driver. I'm eleven under. I can make par, and I'm going to shoot 59. You're breaking that's, our hearts right that's now. That's all I thought about. <laughs> all I thought about. I mean, who? I mean, at the time, I was like, I want a five yeah. on yeah. my score. So I hit a great three with up there, and I laid up to like 95 yards. All right, we're going we're gonna to end the interview right now. We're going <laughs> to edit this part out. No laying up unless you're 11 under through 17. Yes. We'll allow it. That trumps. Thank you. Yeah, that trumps. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. That's fine. I mean, I'm a big proponent of laying up. Actually, <laughs> I, I, I totally get it. Yeah. He he's feels, off the team. Yeah, he feels like he's, he's in a safe place. He's I just, say it. you know, there's so many things that can go wrong, and yeah. I would have just, I don't think I would have been okay with it if so you, I made. So you buggy. executed, you executed the layup well, like you you hit it to the right number and yes, everything, and, and then, I hit a wedge just where I wanted it, ten feet right of the hole. And ran that sucker right in the back of the hole. <laughs> so I, so hard. I, I did not want to hit it that hard. And it went in there. Philosophically, I feel like laying up to preserve, you know, the history of a 59. Thank you. It that is kind be. of like not laying up. You know what I mean? Like, well, And then I making just, birdie anyway and shooting yeah. 58. Right. I, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't lay up the on, ends the, on the whole, the you know, day. So right. I just laid up on the last hole, which, you know. Like if he, dri- if, if he had said, well, it's just, it's strategically, it's not the right play. I had driver, that would have been one thing, but if on the saying before, like, no, I really want to shoot you know. 59. I, yeah, I get it. Dude. I had driver driver on a couple of the other par five. So that's. We're cool. Hey, we'll allow it. For <laughs> hey, 58, don't we'll kick me allow out of here, please. <laughs> well, all right. So, so shooting 58 is one thing. Shooting it in the first round. And then yeah. like the fact that you shot 58, 65, 64, 63. Shot 64, 63 on the weekend, and your scoring average decreased for the week. Like what? Was it yeah, 62.5 worse, yeah. or something for the week? For the week, I think. But yeah. your scoring average was lower, yeah. you know, after shooting after your first two rounds than it was. I mean, yeah. Like the rest of the week, were you thinking, "Oh man, like I, I can't, I can't be the one guy to shoot 58 and then not, not win, win this damn thing." Yeah, like Furyk did. I was gonna say, yeah. yeah. How about that. The next week. And was it next second? week? Second. Both times. He shot 59 at Conway. He lost, too. He lost. He finished second? Yeah. Um, well, so I bogeyed the first hole the next day after shooting 50. I was like, <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> it's Damn just it. not his day, huh? <laughs> I was like, here we go again. You know, I was 150th on the money list. Um, but, no, dude, that week was just <clears> – it was just um, – it just it was my week. You know, I got the breaks, you know – I made the putts. I've got the breaks, and once again, you get you kind of get in that flow, and it it just it was game over from then. Really, um, I think even on Sunday, I think I shot five on on the front nine or something like crazy. Just not. 
And by like, that point, you're yeah. just kind of on autopilot. Like, you just you're up auto, by six you know, or seven, everything, eight. It, yeah. everything's working. You're hitting it right where you want it to. You're hitting the putts right where you want to. So, it, it was pretty, you know, it was pretty easy from then on in. But you getting it up, you know, spot is the is the harder part. Do you think about that week when you're not playing well? Like, yeah. Does it frustrate you that why can't I do that again? Man, if I could do that all the time, I think it wouldn't be fun. Because that's the, a good that's good perspective. Because the miserable that's why times. We don't, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. why we never do that. Yeah. Exactly. I'm glad you could learn the lesson. Yeah, thank yeah. you. <laughs> um it, it's golf is so miserable when service. it's not good. <laughs> it's so miserable when it's not good that you enjoy the good times way more than. Like if you've never had a bad round of golf, um you're not gonna enjoy the good ones. I mean, ask Justin. He probably hadn't had a bad round of golf in freaking two years. <laughs> right. Um, but for the normal human beings on this earth, like we play bad golf every once in a while. You know, we just don't. I just we we hack sometimes. So when we do play good, man, this this feels great. It's it's just kind of like a, you know, you you kind of know you're humbled very quickly in this stupid game. I'm glad how we just went normal human beings. Use was the phrase you just used after talking about you shooting 58 in a professional. Well, yeah. <laughs> so all right, so so kind of going to that flip side. What? How frustrating was that to win on the web tour and then not get your card? You know, honestly, I was glad because I don't think I was really ready uh, at that point you know i had one good week for the whole year mm-hmm. i think i made 150 grand that year and made 108 there i mean it was just not it wasn't consistent enough i don't think i would have done well uh i think it, it did me more good gonna you know kind of wetting my beak again for the next year and winning a few times and and really playing the open and, and making mm-hmm. the cut and the Aaron Hills and 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 kind of just knowing that you you can play out there. Um, obviously, you know I was I was on fire at that point. So you're kind of, you know, you're kind of on a, on a groove level at that point. Um, but you know it just happens just because you know the way the web is structured still with the money list. If you win a small purse event, you mm. you you've got to play well again. Yeah. Um, you know that's a whole other topic. I think you you can discuss for hours. But yeah. um, I think <clears throat> if you win a, a Columbia or a Greenville, you make a hundred and twenty, twenty one, twenty six thousand dollars. You're only a fifth away from you know getting your tour card. Yeah. So uh, I think it. I'm I'm glad it didn't work out in the long run. Um, I think I got a lot more confidence through those the 2017 season and, and finishing it off well and 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 getting better every year. I think that's I've kind of stretched that a lot lately. I, I want to be able to say, hey, I've I've gotten better every year. And if you look kind of look at my you know my progression over the years. It went from kind of shitty to yeah, I I'm pretty good. I've proven so, myself. Yeah. yeah. So um, and I think that's the way it should go. I don't think it should go back down. I think it should get better every year. And if it goes back down, you're doing something wrong. So then going forward, like to your your next win at the BMW Charity Pro Am, mm-hmm. uh, was that even more satisfying or more more fulfilling? And it was a little bit different because it was a rain. Yeah, so rain shortened. I think the Chicago win a couple weeks later was more fulfilling because 
in the back of your mind, you're like, okay, well, I probably would have won that event, mm-hmm. but it was shortened, so I never really got a chance to actually beat everybody that day. Dude, I, I felt the same way. Uh, you know, yeah, I was I, I was did. I was playing the pro am. I know, I know and, you did. You know, and um, and and, and Chesson was playing well, and it was like, man, I, like we we want a shot at these guys, and then we realized that even if we did play on Sunday. We weren't. I wasn't gonna be playing because there was some sort of clerical error. <laughs> well, and the the funny thing is, Chesson was probably really worried about you playing. <laughs> I'm sure that was his number one. Priority. So you should be thanking me, right? Yes. Here. Is, well, is is you know, I, I think I held him back by a few yeah. shots to allow yeah, you. Exactly. No, you know it. You know, in the back of your mind, you always kind of like, yeah. You know, I don't know. You never know if you would have won. What if somebody shoots? 62 to beat you by Mm -hmm. you know two so you don't know um so for me to kind of two weeks later go to chicago and and really play really well on a hard golf course with some wind um really kind of solidified my you know comfortable you know comfort level on that tour and 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 then you know you've got your card locked up at that point exactly which is kind of weird because it it changed a little bit you know my my goal in the beginning of the season was get my PG Tour card, and after three months, you got it. You're like, okay, so, uh, so what am you, I supposed to are do? Are you now? trying? Are you? Do you have it in the back of your mind the battlefield promotion? Like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's why you know, yeah, I, I was obviously I was going to take some weeks off to kind of get ready for for the fall. To be able to start fresh know, fall in September, series, yeah, but um, yeah, it's it's weird because you're you know you're you're like, oh, I won twice. This is easy, and then that's th- three wins hum- at home for those listening at home. Three yeah. wins get on the web tour gets you automatic promotion to yes. the PGA Tour. And it's so much harder when you try to win. Yeah, it. All my wins have kind of happened in a way. You know, obviously, you know, Ellie May was was you know you start off well and you're just kind of pedal to the metal, but all the other ones are just kind of came from oh yeah i'm around and i get a sniff and then i'm gone so it's it's weird you're trying to win that third time and get to battlefield you're you know you're trying too hard and you're you're you know it's it's a weird golf's a weird sport man i I still hadn't figured it out. I don't think anybody's figured it out. Otherwise, you know, they would have been they'd be winning every week. So did you always know you wanted to be a professional golfer? Um. I think kind of when I went to the states, I think that dream or goal was kind of and not in the back of my mind. It was kind of more in front of my mind, just kind of be like, yeah, you know, I think this is what I want to do. Um, what would you have done if you stayed in Germany? Shit, I don't know. I would have probably worked with my dad and his, you know, his his company and 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 kind of done that. Um, even though I don't know how travel agencies now survive with all the internet stuff, you know, you don't really need that anymore. So, um, probably would have done that. Uh, I would guess. I don't know. I yeah. think at that point I was all in. I think I was talking to somebody the other day. Oh, it was a, yeah, it was German. It was a German, uh, it was a German interview. And they're like, so, you know, what was your plan B? I'm like, plan B fuck is that <laughs> i was like dude i was gonna be a golf professional and i was gonna make it and 
period. Yeah. yeah. Again, like there's no, oh, if I don't, I'm going to give myself three years. And if I don't get mm-hmm. it on the web, I'll sell real estate. Right. No, that's not, that's, that's not in my DNA. That's, I, I don't do that. That's, I, I'm going to do this and I'm going to work on it. And yeah, if you've been losing money for 10 years, I probably would find a job. <laughs> but I'll figure that out then and not five years in advance. Be like, okay, so I'm going to give myself five years. After the fifth year, if I don't make it to there, I'm going to you know, yeah. work at Costco. I, I'm not doing that. So I think it's it's just it's one of those things I've always kind of dreamed of and, and worked towards. And, and it's it's very fulfilling to have accomplished that in a way. Um, I've got a lot more goals that, that I want to accomplish in this game, and um, I hope hopefully a lot more years to 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 be able to do that. I know we've made this joke a lot already on this podcast, but like that's literally the difference between a professional golfer and myself because like that idea of like oh yeah no it's just it's gonna work out because I'm gonna just I'm gonna go do it. My brain is already triggered and yeah. like hey any kids listen to this guys don't it's really hard like don't don't think like that it might not work out have a have a plan have a contingency and I'm like yeah that's that's why I didn't end yeah. up playing pro golf. Well, it's 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 probably a little more than hey I'm gonna just do it I think it's dedication in oh, a lot for sure. of sense yeah, yeah, yeah. you know you've you've got to have you know surround yourself on the right people um, and a lot of times it doesn't work out a lot of times it doesn't. But you got to give it a shot. Now, I think if you have a plan B, you, you're you always kind of leaning on that. Yeah. And I did not. That's not. I didn't want to do that. It's got to be hard to look back and answer this, but kind of coming out of school, you're probably, you know, you're young and dumb and don't really have a true expectation. But looking back, would you say it's been easier, harder, or about what you expected your career so far? Um, I think um, I'd have liked to have been, you know, d- done a lot of stuff a little quicker. Um, you know, gotten on the web quicker, uh, gotten success more, you know, quicker, gotten on the PGA tour quicker. Um, but I think everything kind of comes with experience a little bit. And I've always been somebody that kind of needed a couple years under its belt, under his belt to kind of get, you know, comfortable, you know, even in college, I don't think I won my first event in college until junior year. And so I needed those two years before to kind of see, get better and learn the ways of what I need to do to get there. And same way on the web, I think, you know, on and off for three years until I've won my first event, um, played on Latin tour for a year and it's just kind of back and forth a little bit. And I got better every year and, and just kept working on it. And, uh, once again, missed my card out by, you know, a couple grand and the next year got, got back out and won twice. And, and, um, you know, did it in the first half of the season that, yeah, yeah. that's, that's, that's my goal. I want to be able to say, Hey, I got better every year. And if Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, this year, if it doesn't work out the way I want to, um, I think I would still say as a golfer, I've gotten better because I know, you know what it takes out there to you know be successful and stuff so i know how what to work on and know uh you know what what kind of stuff i have to you know kind of you know just do at home to be able to to compete what uh as far as on tour or on the web you know between your kind of german heritage and and living in tennessee now is there anybody out there that's kind of taking you under their wing or uh 
you know, I think, you know, high school buddies that, you know, Harris has kind of done a pretty, you know, good job on, on, hey, hey, what I need to stay, uh, you know, we all know kind of how to play golf, mm-hmm. figure out a golf course. I think that also comes with, you know, playing that golf course a few times, but, um, Alex Shaker is kind of one of the guys that I would probably, you know, kind of similar. He's kind of like a grinder yeah. and, you know, people don't give him credit. Uh, I was talking to this guy the other day and he's, he's been like, around a long time. Too. Tell you what, and it makes me so mad. The guy's probably made 20 million over his career on the PGA tour, 15 mm-hmm. million. I don't know the exact number, but he's made a lot of money on tour. And this this reporter comes up to me today, and he was like, "So, what's it like to be the only German in America?" I was like, what? <laughs> "He's been here for twenty years, <laughs> you know." So, it's and I like the guy. He's yeah. he's a gritty competitor. He he gets it done. He he you know he he works at it. He's forty seven, you know the guy, and he's 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 having a pretty good season. Yeah. So, um, you know it, it's it's just a. It's just kind of cool to have somebody like that out there and have some of your older, you know, Harris, you know, has been out there for five years. So I would, you know, kind of, he's kind of a veteran, not a veteran, but he, he knows, you know, the ins and outs of it. So um, having those guys out there is, is, is pretty important. Are you more comfortable speaking German or English at this point? Uh, I, my German has gotten a lot better in the last six days. <laughs> um, What's no laying up in German? What no what? laying up? Yeah, nicht vorlegen. Nicht vorlegen. Yeah, right. you know. Pretty good. Um, but it 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 really depends because I don't really speak it in the states. I don't have anybody. The only guy I could ever speak it with is either Alex, but we speak like a like a mixture, <laughs> gross like German. Two words of German, four words of English. Like, there's no chance you can have any yeah. clue what we're saying. Um, but, you know, once a week with my family. So, I don't get a lot of practice. So, when I get home and I have five, six days of continuously, you know, speaking German, I can I can tell immediately that it gets better. And, you know, hmm. the flow of the conversation gets better. And it's kind of embarrassing if you don't, you know. That's my, that's my <laughs> right. I native grew up language. native <laughs> language, you know. So um, I, I, I need to do a better job of kind of staying on top of that. Uh, so is this your year. first, your first European tour event? No. So I've played the BMW in two thousand thirteen or fourteen. That was my first time I played it as a pro. Okay. And I played it as an amateur in 2011. Okay. Those are both on my home course in Munich. And then I played the Porsche European Open two years ago in Bad Griesbach, um, just kind of south Germany there. Um, and I know so, you'll be back next year for – it's going back to Munich next yes, year. Yes, right? it's going back the next four years. It's going to be Munich. Um, they're just redoing the greens. It's going to be fantastic. I hope they're doing – you know, I think they're going to do a great job. The greens are 40 years old so they needed you know needed new surface and they needed kind of new you know understand underneath to kind of firm them up a little bit is it bent here bent poena i mean there are the i think they were all bent at some point but the poena took over but um they were just kind of soft and and mushy Mm where we have a lot it's not swamp 
per se, but it's kind of soft, um, mossy kind of grass. Yeah. So the greens kind of got you know pretty bumpy and, and and soft. So they're redoing it. I'm really looking forward to it. I hope I get the chance again next year and um, in the future. I, I've told a lot of people I want to play this event every year as long as I'll play. Um, well, that's something just, like would you. You know, assuming some success moving forward on the PGA Tour in yeah. coming years, yeah, is that something you look forward to? Is is coming over and playing yeah. not only this event and you know a couple of the other ones, but playing you know maybe a half dozen or a dozen events? You know, say you've had a good year on the tour, just just enough to for the Ryder Cup. <laughs> uh, no, I I think that's you know one of the goals. You you got to play enough events uh, to qualify for the Ryder Cup. You got to be mm. a member and. Um, my main focus is the, the U.S. tour. It's just, you know, that's why I, I, I'm based in the States and I'm based, you know, where I am. Um, but I want to, you know, I want to play the events in Germany. There's two German, you know, European tour events in Germany now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one in Austria. So why not play? Shot clock Masters. Yeah, yeah baby. <laughs> um, under four hours. Yeah. Um, but no, it's, I think, you know, Going in the future, I think the BMW is in my heart. I think I grew up watching that event when I was a little kid. So it, it's probably the one down in in Switzerland too, right? The the Omega the European Omega, Masters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that golf course looks really tight. I'm, I think I'm out on that. <laughs> uh, so no, it's uh, it's it's definitely you know that's the plan mm-hmm. to kind of you know I wouldn't say split time. I want to. Like you said, half yeah, just kind of compliment. Yeah, your schedule. yeah, 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 exactly. Maybe play the Scottish before the British. Yeah, you know, something like that. So you're, you know, you're every once in a while you you're making the most sense in your schedule. You do it. So cool. What's uh last one? I'll let you get out of here. Mm-hmm. What's your top speed on the autobahn? I want to see how Tron held up. So I think personally, driving the fastest I've ever gone was probably 260 kilometers, which is <sighs> okay. about. Yeah. We're just, I think that's 140-ish. More than that. It's about 150 more, at least. Yeah, maybe 150. You nipped us the fast, by a little bit. Yeah, yeah the fastest <laughs> I've ever gone in a car was like close to 200. 200 the, miles per hour. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. In a Porsche, and the guy was driving. We'll, and we'll bleep that out. Yeah. <laughs> BMW, right? In a Porsche. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I hated the car. I don't know how he drove it. <laughs> um, but no, it was scary. It really yeah. was. I that was. I was very uncomfortable. Um, just because you, it almost the, the sides almost looked like they're you know there's one a blur. you yeah, know yeah. it's just it's very uncomfortable. Uh, he only did it for you know, a couple you know probably fifteen seconds or so, but because you just you know you never know if somebody pulls out yeah. you're going yeah. two hundred you're. Dang. I mean that was we were doing. I think our top speed was two forty. Yeah, uh, two hundred forty kilometers. Yeah, now, which yeah. is like one hundred yeah. and one hundred forty-five, one hundred forty, one forty-nine, one forty-nine. So yeah, that was. But it was like you know, at, at no point did I. Maybe these guys. I don't want to speak for these guys. That, we were that in was, X6, that was good. So for it's, me. that was good for yeah, me. Yeah, it's a big. You know, it's, it's a it's was a little good. bit higher yeah. up. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but I think the thing for me is when you're given the opportunity to go as fast as you want. When there is a speed limit, like when it does kick down to 120 or mm-hmm. 100 kilometers, mm-hmm. you follow it because yeah. you're like, all right, there's a reason that That's there's fine. a speed limit here. Yeah. yeah, there's a curve that I can't exactly. take going 240. Yes, <laughs> yeah. right. like, you know there's a good reason exactly. for it. Well, and the only the other thing you know is if you're on a road that that you can go as fast as you 
possibly want to, mm-hmm. you know the road's good. So yeah. there ain't going to be a pothole. Right. Well, or, I noticed uh, that today, actually, on the way up was... They're straight. There was there was certain spots even. where I was wondering when we got north of like Stuttgart, I was mm-hmm. wondering why it wasn't just no speed limit. But mm-hmm. then I realized it would only go to no speed limit if it was like a, a relatively away. freshly paved road mm-hmm. to it. They like it, you know, it wasn't just the the you know turns or the straightaways. It was it was also like the condition Digital. of the road. Yeah. Well, the thing is, you know, guys, you know, two forty is pretty quick or one hundred and fifty miles an hour. Mm-hmm. You said, but guys go on Audubon to go two hundred, exactly two twenty. Yeah. So like, if you have a little curve that you can take going, you know, two hundred kilometers an hour, you can't take that going three hundred kilometers an hour. Right. So you, I think that's why they kind of stopped having yeah. it open for for you know, long periods of time because the the roads, the cars going so fast nowadays that the roads won't allow that. Yeah. All right. Very last one. I promise. What's the most annoying German stereotype? Like from Americans, from Americans about Germans. Yes. Um, Oh, that we drink beer out of a boot. (laughs) (laughs) I have seen no boots since we've been here. Can confirm. I think that's from that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Beer fest. Beer Beer fest. Yeah. Yeah. I have never even heard, Heard of that? I got to the states and like you're probably oh, more you likely beer to out of the boot. I'm like, what? You're no. probably more likely to see somebody drinking beer out of a boot in Chattanooga than you are. Yes, <laughs> because it's German. I don't know. No, that's that. I would. I would. That's not stereotype, but that's kind of like a perception of us. We're drinking beer out of boots. I've never, never even seen I a like boot in my life. Today at lunch, when Tron asked, "Hey, can I have a can I have a beer?" They're like, "Oh, we don't have beer. We have Kolsch." Yeah, Kolsch. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Which I love Kolsch, but I'm like, hey, it's. You know. it's, just, it's Pilsner kind of. I'm, I'm more of a Hefeweizen kind of kind of yeah. guy. Bavarian. Bavarian. Well, <laughs> we posted up at uh, the Schneider Schneider Weiss, uh Yeah. Place the other night. Yeah, I don't think they have any any beer left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> left, but yeah. You'd be surprised. And then we went back for breakfast the next morning. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> they recognized us. Yeah. Got some vice first. It was it yeah, was top notch. Good. We got the full nice. Bavarian experience. Yeah, I like so. that. I like that you All guys right. give the whole cultural experience got to that's what other reason would you have to come here so yeah. all right we kept you for a long ass time but man that was a lot of fun appreciate hey guys, it so thanks for having me yeah you bet best Good of luck, luck the rest of the week yeah thanks. enjoy uh, cheers thanks be the right club be the right club today yeah Johnny that's better than most how about him that is better than most Better than most!